called the Miguel Libre County Board of Commissioners for what I've done. So many meetings lately, I'm trying to wear them out. Good to see everyone. As we make it, we're not going to try to prolong the time. We'll take care of business and, and uh, allow everybody to go enjoy the rest of the evening. Mr. Brown has a meeting that's properly advertised. It has. Yes, sir. And just, just your information uh, for the board consideration. There is a, a matter that has come up that we need to try to do an addendum to the agenda. If that's okay. Uh, resolution from the county attorney related to uh, peace block, certifying the results and presenting those for the uh, bond referendum next week. If we don't do that, what happens? Uh, we need to we, <laughs> we need to be able to do it so we can submit it as far I think as we'll do it. <laughs> if we can, sir. I think we'll do it. Okay. Yes, sir. Do we have to amend the agenda with these board appointments? I'm just looking at it. It's kind of separate from each other. I'm just, I'm just doing this to make sure we have it. No, it's not November. Do you see them? Oh, yeah. I don't see them on here. Right. On there. <coughs> all right. I'll tell you what we'll do then. Um, well, we, we can wait to number one. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, resolution then, Mr. Brown, would. After the uh, prayer and pledge? Uh, wherever, wherever the board. It's a voting item, though, right? It is a voting item, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's, put, let's stick the resolution right in there. Yes, sir. Motion, sir. Sure, let me amend the agenda. Peace plus resolution, right? Okay. Second? Second. All in favor, raise your right hand. All right. Immediately after prayer and pledge, we'll do the resolution. Peace plus. All right. Let us stand now. Commissioner Thrift's going to lead us in our prayer. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for this great nation that we live in, Lord. And we just pray, Father, as county leaders, as we come together tonight, that we would uh, just do what is right, help us to understand and um, to be cohesive, Lord, and to just work together, Lord. We thank you for the many men and women that are serving in our country to protect us, Lord. We pray for their safety as they come back home to their families. Pray for those in the community that have lost loved ones, that you would comfort them during this time. Father, we pray, Lord, also for those that may be sick or those um, that may be dealing with COVID issues, Lord, in our community. We pray for your healing, Lord. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Pledge, Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Commissioner. While I'm thinking about it, it's on my mind. It's <clears throat> really it's a community issue. When she was praying, I was reminded. Um, you may or may not know that the, the military, and when I say military, I'm specifically talking about Fort Stewart, is averaging 10 suicides a month, <clears throat> basically between the ages of 18 and 24. Hmm. 18 and 24. So let's pray for the, it's used the word resiliency of our young soldiers. What we're told is that they're kind of a, living in a world of isolationism, just those gadgets. Their whole world is the gadgets. So outside of that, when they have issues, they don't know how to resolve them. They don't know how, Sheila, to discuss them with somebody. They don't know how you know, to reach out. So <clears throat> when I heard that, I'd heard it before, and then I heard it again just this past week. So I thought, boy, now that's not something that's... Uh, 
uh, sobering, what is? Because you would have thought it would have been those who Mr. Mosley had gone off to um, Iraq or Iran, uh, you know, suffering from the PTSD, but these are not that group. These are the younger people who are having these hard times, just dealing with what we call life's everyday issues. So please keep um, that age group in your prayer. You'll be hearing more about that in case we ever do something as a community. Chairman, while you're talking about that, Liberty County lost two fine constituents, citizens. Um, just today, Miss Dorothy Weddenkamp passed away mm -hmm. early this morning, and of course, Mr. Robert Truhaw. Mr. Truhaw was Mr. Yeah. worked at Fort Stewart for many years, mm -hmm. but he was involved in the community athletics, baseball, with the rec departments and things mm -hmm. like that, but uh, I know he'll be missed, and so keep them in your prayers. Okay. Thank you, sir. We'll add them to our list for recognition. Anyone else have been there? Maybe I hadn't heard of everybody who's lost it. <coughs> Thank you so much. Um, uh, Chairman McGavis' sister did. Yes, she, that's right. Job, yeah, um, previous Chairman McGavis' sister passed away. Yeah. What, what we're being told is that we're not just dealing with, with the pandemic, we're dealing with life, you know, mm -hmm. and all the things that life, and, and on top of that, we have the pandemic. So uh, it gets to be a heavy load, it gets to be a heavy load. So. All righty. Now, uh, resolution, Mr. Davis, please. As you folks know, the voters on June 9th approved the two spots for the issuance of general obligation debt on behalf of the county and the city uh, for transportation purposes. And next week, we'll be filing a petition to validate the county and city bonds for those purposes. And this, this resolution simply declares and publishes the results of the election and authorizes the, the chairman and myself and Joey to do what's necessary to have the, the county bonds validated. And so unless you have any questions, uh, I'd ask that the resolution be approved. Okay, we heard a um, presentation from Mr. Davis. Any questions for him? And that key spot started October 1st. Is that, is that the one? Yep, okay. and so Liberty County is at 8% total tax. Yeah. Yeah, okay. For those of you who may not have set your computers or what, Right. <laughs> or uh, folks in business or whatever, operations, mm -hmm. the sales tax in Liberty County is a total of 8%. That's right. And of course, as you folks know, this authorizes the issuance of general obligation debt. It doesn't require you to do that. If you'd like to finance some of those important transportation projects uh, prior to receipt of the tax funds, then you'll, you'll have that flexibility. Thank you, sir. I think you heard, when was that? Today, yesterday, someone mentioned that some of the businesses, well, we sent out notices to all the county businesses, and Sam Hinesville did likewise. So uh, today we offered to uh, smaller cities that they could use our template if they wanted to, so they could send letters out to the to businesses in their city, so everybody would be notified that the uh, tax rate has changed. Because some folks are saying they didn't know. <laughs> so we don't want to give them that excuse. How you doing? All right. Can I take a motion to approve the resolution from Mr. Davis? Mr. Chairman. Is there a second? Second. Motion and a second. Commissioner Waller, Commissioner Gill, to approve the resolution presented by Mr. Davis. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Resolution is approved. Thank you, folks. We don't want to do anything to stop those pennies from coming in. Mm -mm. All right, Department of Reports, Finance, Ms. McLaughlin. I have to take this off, otherwise my glasses fall out. <laughs> um, okay, so 
the end of September, uh, we're cruising right along. We have achieved about 16% of our budgeted revenues um, at five point, almost 5.6 million. And we have spent 24% of our budgeted expenditure. So we are right on target with spending. Um, at the end of September, we had approximately four months, 4.6 months of operational expenditures in our undesignated fund balance. And one year ago, the same time, we were at 4.2 months. So we're doing very well, keeping on track. There are a couple of departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. Overall, we're within our uh, spending parameter for the, the period ending September 30th. But there are a couple of departments that are running slightly ahead of schedule. I'll just highlight some of those for you. Um, elections, as you can imagine, the increased expenses, unbudgeted um, expenses related to COVID issues and, and that sort of thing, um, extra polls, extra precincts, extra poll workers, security, and that sort of thing. You'll probably see that department. It is possible, depending on how the elections go, if there's any runoffs, any further elections, it is very possible that that department may exhaust their budget. It's a little too early to tell that the way that they're operating right now and the uh, restrictions and guidelines that they have to abide by because of the COVID-related things, it really has been taking a toll on them. Uh, risk management, as you know, that's where we pay our annual uh, liability insurance, umbrella insurance for all of the county. So that department's gonna be skewed for the rest of the year. As is uh, general admin fees, we do we pay those quarterly, so that looks a little skewed as well. We pay that at the beginning of the quarter, so you see two quarter payments there, um, so that's why that looks a little skewed. Um, Superior Court, we make an annual payment to the law clerk, and so that that's uh, instead of a monthly payment, that's a one-time lump sum payment. So that's kind of thrown that budget a little off. That'll come right back in. Those are those are exact payments every month, so that'll fall right back in line. And circuit-wide public defender, they require a prepayment, so that's always a, a month ahead. Uh, emergency management, they're running a slight variance because of the purchase of a 2019 F-150 police responder. And then your roadways and walkways, they had uh, a purchase of a Freightliner uh, excavator and a Western Star truck with a trailer. Not sure what all of those are, but <laughs> it's just what I see in the titles when I look at that. Um, and then one other thing, your other financing uses, um, that actually represents a transfer out to sales tax six. Uh, as you probably are aware, we engaged with Heritage Bank to take out a $600,000 loan to help with the uh, construction of the Easton Fire Station. And so since that is a general debt, general fund debt, we had to receive it in the general fund and turn around and make a transfer out of the general fund into sales tax because the debt service for that will be paid by the general fund. So we couldn't just receive that into sales tax six. I do want to point out something though, while that shows, um, you know, your other financing uses shows a $615,000 negative variance. If you look at the very front page, and you look at the revenues of other financing sources, you see you've got about an $800,000, $900,000 positive variance because um, that's the revenue we took in and then we made the transfer out. So neither one of those were specifically budgeted. 
We thought that that was going to wrap up before the fiscal year end, but it ended up taking a lot longer. Um, but we did receive that money, shifted it over to sales tax, and now we'll have the rest of the funding for that Easton Fire Station. Okay. Uh, solid waste operating nicely. Um, right now they have a slight uh, net income of about 107000 They've received about 23% of their budgeted revenues and spent about 20% of their budgeted expenditures. Uh, every department within solid waste is operating below uh, their estimated budget for this time period. 911 is uh, their special revenue funds. 911 is running slightly ahead of schedule, and that's because of an annual payment that's made to Motorola every year. So that's kind of thrown their budget for a little while. In a few months, that'll come right back in line. Um, sales tax. This is so wonderful. If you look at the third page of your sales tax six report, um, you'll see that the September um, distribution mm -hmm. was 1.36 million. That was significant. So to date, since May 17 through September 2020, we are now $638,000 ahead of schedule. And that was a big thing and and that really we had budgeted to receive 755,000 we for the last few months since June we had been receiving slightly over 800,000 this 1.36 million has to do with an audit adjustment that was made at the state that uh, covered I think from 2015 through 2018 where a very statewide large they wouldn't, they wouldn't release which business, but mm -hmm. apparently this business has several um, stores or, or locations that when they turned in their tax money for those years, it was coded incorrectly as to all state tax. And once they went back and audited it, they saw that the state should not have kept all of that, that part of those taxes should have been sent out to local governments. <coughs> that's, that's why uh, my, my guess is that in October, that'll fall back down into the $800,000 range, which is mm -hmm. still really good because we've only budgeted $755,000. So looks very good. You know, Kim, I thought today, <coughs> you all may have been on the call, uh, Joey was on the call. <coughs> Colonel Logan mentioned that um, a thousand troops, is that right? Are, are gone to South Korea and a thousand just came back. So my point is we weren't even fully wow. at full strength here and dealing with the pandemic and we did fairly well. I, I, my guess is people are just shopping, online shopping or something. I don't know what it is. Walt, Walt between Walmart and Lowe's and Chick-fil-A. I'm hoping those are just, I'm hoping those that just came back will shop some more. I'm telling you. <laughs> With their mask on, of course. But, it, but it's good stuff, yeah. Social distancing. Good, good stuff, though. Very, that really helped us. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, but when today, really put us over the edge mm -hmm. and even gave us a little cushion because we mm -hmm. were, you know, the first two years, we weren't really sure we were going to hit our 54 million mm -hmm. mark. But now... You know, I, I feel like we're going to hit it, yeah. and we might even exceed it if we continue this path. So that's very good news. That's, good news. that's all I have for your regular monthly report. Um, did you? I, I thought you wanted me to mention the CARES money. So it. <laughs> this was. Um, this was an exercise, put it that way. Mm -hmm. It was an exercise to gather up all the information um, and submit it to the state to get our allocation. And we actually were very successful. Um, we received a total of $1,021,303. Mm -hmm. 
And this was um, reimbursement for all of those added expenses that we incurred and that our public safety departments incurred that were not prepared to, to handle and they were not scheduled to deal with. So we were able to file for reimbursement. This was actually, I mean, we had lots more expenses, um, but this is what we were allocated and this is what we received. But we did get it, so it, we were successful in getting it because I know there were there were some local governments um, throughout the state of Georgia that did not, um, I guess, left some money on the table because mm -hmm. they did not provide the proper documentation and did not submit it in a timely manner. Um, but we had ample expenses. We actually have more expenses. Mm -hmm. um, but my understanding is that the they're probably not going to release any more money to us. So. The added expenses that we have, we have to cover ourselves. Back there too, the, our expenses obviously are ongoing. Ongoing. They don't have the court system or the elections or the elections or any of those divisions that it really has taken a toll. It continues to take a toll. Right. have not cranked back up. Mm -hmm. I, we did see that at Langevin because of planning issues, the call for some screening outside the building. Uh, so but I guess the point being, I don't, I don't think we know yet, uh, unbudgeted, uh, what we're going to be up against the remainder of the year as jury trials and uh, grand juries crank back up. There are going to be some more added expenses. Okay. Right. Let, let me, go ahead. Okay, let me do this and you follow up. Sheila, come forward. Um, Commissioner, just so you'll know, <clears throat> There's been some inquiry from the community. Uh, Sheila runs behind the day spa, which happens to be an unincorporated living county in Commission Fifth District. Yes, sir. Uh, so she, she inquired, and then um, just a few days ago, a uh, letter is at your place, a green sheet, a letter from Dodchester. Uh, you may have, I know, Commissioner Gill, you know, the city of Hinesville has a dinner grant program where they allow people to apply. So the word is out that, you know, some people are using CARES funds for these kind of things. So I told Sheila let, to be transparent, come and present to the to the commission, then we'll, we'll get back for you. As Mr. Brown just explained, we have to do some old-fashioned arithmetic <laughs> to see where we land, but I, I want you to come and present so they can hear from you and know that we are now getting inquiries from the community about uh, some funding that not only Hines, but other cities have done too. Well, well that's what confused me, and, and then Mr. Brown explained that you had the extra expenses in the county mm -hmm. that the city didn't have. Right. And then I read in the paper today that the other monies weren't coming that everybody right. was expecting to come. Right. And right. so I guess um, just the, the extra expenses that we have is, is business owners with the liability and the insurance and the taxes. I can cover everyday work right now, but it would just be a help. But maybe we could get some extension on payments back, you know, when we have to pay our taxes or something. That might be of some assistance to us as business owners we're just as struggling, you know, as the city is, and I just happened to be on the wrong side of the county <laughs> line. <laughs> and people I shared it with, they they said to me, "Oh, we got our monies," and I'm going, "Why did I tell you?" No. But I appreciate everybody is struggling, and I appreciate you letting me come to the to the service or the the meeting today to hear. And and I do appreciate that, you know, the elections and all the kind of things that we expect that just take for granted, we don't mm -hmm. realize the money comes mm -hmm. from somewhere. So yes, do. as business owners, we'll kind of just um, stay there and be glad you're, you know, on our side. So. 
But thank you for letting me. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to touch with Kim, Mr. Chairman. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I just wanted to touch on those bases, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of like Ms. Sheila said, that the the cities were able, got CARES and they went ahead and offered businesses, I guess they didn't put it in their general fund, they offered the businesses rather than we put it, ours was for the safety and other expenses that the county has incurred because of COVID. Right, um, I'm not sure what the other cities do. I'm, I'm aware that City of Hinesville has offered some application assistance. for right. assist mm -hmm. grant assistance. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the City of Flemington also made some one-time <coughs> uh, contribution mm -hmm. to some nonprofits maybe mm -hmm. that are uh, struggling and trying to help out. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've heard a couple other things that other cities did. Not, but at this time, it looks like maybe the governor is only giving us that one pot for now, unless something else comes up. <laughs> and ours has already been tagged. Yeah, we, we actually had all admission. of those expenses right. that we, we we've had. already incurred. Them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these aren't things that we plan for going forward. Right. And, yeah, and unfortunately, and, and one of the biggest areas, and I, I think Mr. Brown touched on this, two, two big areas, the jail, and the elections, um, what they're having to deal with now right. um, for the measures that have to be in place regarding security, regarding extra poll workers and monitors and, and signage and, and um, precincts and, <laughs> and then everything they have to do, COVID relating, exactly. I mean, very, very specific. And then we're gonna see the courts open back up and we don't know where that's gonna go, so. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, we, we were sitting with a whole bunch more that right. we could have filed for, right. and I still have expenses that we haven't been reimbursed for, but I, my understanding is the latest word, like you mentioned, was that they said there may not be a round two, phase right. two. <coughs> so, um, will we hear any more in a bit? Joe, will you, will you address somebody? Um, I know there was a window uh, for giving late fees and all that, but that's ended now, hadn't it? Yeah, I think it ended. We had any control over late fees or water payments. Water and solid waste. Right, water and solid waste. Which we did, we, we suspended mm -hmm. any disconnections, we suspended any late fees, but we did reinstitute that in October. But when, when Ms. Sheila references maybe uh, giving them a break or, or allowing them to delay property taxes, who's, who's I want you to hear it all right here. Hear it all right here. That's all I have, unless anybody has any other questions for me. I have one, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Joy, if you could um, turn to the sales tax six road money detail. Um, it's not a number on it, but I just. Um, Are you there? Yeah, um, and, and I know um, I had Ms. you and Mr. Chairman on the on the email traffic and on the the 
well born ditch project that, that I was looking at. Is, is that on here? Yes, it is. That, that's that city of Hinesville well born street project. That's right. It? Okay. Yeah, it's, well, it's listed on E, F, and uh, G. No, E. I'm sorry, D. Yeah, it's it's District Four, District One. I'm trying to see where all this is. Um, uh, it's uh, I think it should be four. Five and six. Four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, not on six. There's, it's there's not on six. I probably put that in a in a in a wrong <laughs> district, and I'll make a note. Okay. Uh, it is in yours. Um, right. It's in it's in four, and it's in five. And it needs to be in six. And it needs to go in six. Okay. I will check that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I, I saw it um, written on here the, the the verbiage on it, but when I was looking up at the the obligation where the where the numbers were, I, did, I didn't see it. Just wanted to make sure that um, Eddie keep his promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just gonna say if you go ahead and and, and I'll pay yeah. you back. <laughs> you promise? Go ahead and have it done, and I'll pay you back. Okay. You promise, right? Okay. That's the way you do it, don't you, Mary? That's the way you do it. We pay back. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Mary just sat in the, in the cut, chilling, waiting on you to pay for another road. That's what I'm waiting on. Chair, I, I, I just have a yes, sir. quick question. Uh, uh, under the election, uh, and of course, I, I understand, you know, with dealing with the COVID and everything <laughs> that, that they're going over, but uh, I can't remember. Did we re increase their budget this year because of of no, election. no, we didn't. I, I actually, I, I'm not sure it's even as much as it was last year. And that was one of the things that Mr. Brown and I discuss when we when we go to adopt the millage is is looking at if there are any unidentified things that have taken place that we did not know about prior to June that we probably need to consider amending the budget for. Um, usually. There is enough savings in other budgets to kind of help mm -hmm. offset that, mm -hmm. and and it's early to tell whether or not they'll use it or all of their money, but it's definitely something yes that we probably need to watch. Right, and, and I guess that's what I was thinking about. Uh, at least every two years, you know, with a gubernatorial election and also with a presidential election, that we just increase the budget a little bit more. Or elections. We, we, we actually we went back. That. We actually yeah. went back and looked yeah. at the 2016 yeah. budget. We did, and we mirrored that. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because of right. <laughs> because yeah. of the COVID, and I think just because of the political atmosphere, mm -hmm. things have political atmosphere. And they had to buy the I new machines and all this. Stuff. The mud slinging. Storage. Right. Right. The absentee storage, right? I mean, everything. Just the postage alone. Alone is now. right. Absolutely. Secured boxes. Right, um, right. We never had to have um, certified law enforcement officers during early voting right. at precincts. We we never had to have that. We have to have. You, yes, you do. We do. Right. I mean, they're very specific about that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, that's um, time and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. 
Thank you. Right. Good. Everybody's good. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Engineering, Mr. Long. Good evening. Good evening. I've got a rather long report tonight, and I'm not going to try to hit every one of them. I'll hit the highlights and then uh, just open it for questions that you have. Uh, the LMEG, I just gave you a, a, a recap of what we decided at the last meeting so that, uh, to make sure that everybody was on board with the way we had it done. Uh, the East End Fire Station, um, they had a inspection on the building today. Things went pretty good. The, uh, also, we we're redoing some of the asphalt out there, so uh, we were out there today and milled out some of the old asphalt. We're going to get an overlay, so that will look really good when it's done. Um, supposed to do the asphalt tomorrow. Uh, Melvin Lane, um, it's doing good. They're going to try. They're going to be a little bit late, but we have a couple of rain days to be able to get them. Uh, they've had a, just an onslaught of rain during September uh, that really gave them some fits as far as getting done with that job. So, but they're making progress and they are working diligently on that project to get it done. Yeah, uh, it's my understanding that the asphalt guy will not be here next week, but it'll be here the week after. First week of November? Yes, sir. Um, and then after that, I'll wrap up pretty quick. Uh, Can I ask this while I'm thinking about it? Are we, are we using our plus signs appropriately when we're doing this project so that they're posted in those areas where we have these projects going on? For the most part, yes, sir, I believe so. It's one. there's a splash sign on It's one at Melbourne. Yeah, there's one on Melbourne because we, we had to change the legs out on them. They rotted. It's been under <laughs> <a> while. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. That's good. I just want to remind us of that, you know. That's right. Uh, at the last meeting, you asked me to have Yeoman's Road ready to go, so it's, it's ready to go in the paper whenever um, uh, the funding is available for it, so just let me know what to do there. Um, third. We ready? Uh, yeah, if you want to look at the difference before you say yeah. Has something changed? No. I better ask that question. No, You're right. Thank you. <laughs> no, the, uh, the, the budget amount stayed roughly the same. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, when you take away what uh, Commissioner Stevens has with LMIG, um, I had the number on my phone and I didn't write it down. Don't worry about what so, you got on the phone. Trent, yeah, I need some it, it gets, it takes you down to about $850,000 minus the LMIG money that has to be come up with sales tax. So, mm -hmm. so how, how you guys split that? We'll let you guys. It was, it was 314. What did it say? It was 314. Uh, I got, well, if we do it that way, I'm looking at, I need 325. 325? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You're pushing me. All, All right. right. I'll yep. go with 320. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're negotiating. Get it, son. <laughs> 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 My money. <laughs> Man, pressure bus pipes to make diamonds. Yes, sir. Uh, okay. But it's, down, it's ready to go. For a full meal deal you yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get that in the paper so that we start getting our, our proposals on that. 
That's been a long battle, hasn't it? So, so, he, so he, he has his money for... Hey, Justin, you live in Hansel. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. We're, we're partnering. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right, 3rd Street. Um, Sykes Brothers is a contractor on that. Uh, the asphalt was down on the job. Uh, they got a little bit of off-site uh, drainage work to do. And uh, all the uh, driveway turnouts are being paved this week. And I think they'll probably finish those next week. Um, They'll come close to meeting their uh, completion date, um, but they did have uh, 40 hours of, 40 days of rain uh, that they're asking for, and a majority of that was in, what, 15 days plus wet days in September. So they did have a, a big change there. What I'd like to be able to do is give them a time extension uh, so they can finish this job. Uh, they are paying attention to it and are on the job site, so if that's okay with you guys uh, with the rain days that they they do have I'm going to give them the rain days um, utility ordinance um, I hope by the end of next week to have my first draft done on that uh, that's been a long time coming uh, my daughter got married this month and I'm a little behind on that but about to catch back up on that one um, Broward circle drainage we did meet with the uh, Development authority, and we got the easement that we needed from the development authority, so we're uh, getting about ready to put that in. Um, the uh, impaired water samples. So, as part of our MPDES permit, we have to sample uh, two places on the Peacock Canal. Really, one of them is on the Alligator Creek off of Hines Road, and the other one is down uh, closer to Riceboro. But we have to take storm water samples and get it sampled to make sure that we don't have any pollutants in it. And so far, uh, we've been doing it and uh, our samples have been coming back good. Uh, we go out, we collect the sample, we take it over to Test America in uh, Savannah, they run it and then send it back to us. So it's working out well. Um, we did locate uh, some dead trees at the intersection of Bill Carter Road in uh, 84. Shortly after we did that, somebody came and cut them down. I don't know who cut them down, but they're cut down. I did. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Appreciate it. I, th I, th I thought we did. We had a karate chop. <laughs> well, That's why they were so ragged. They, they were dead. Yeah, they, they were off the right of way. Yeah. So that was good. Um, <laughs> Thank you, so Mr. Gill. We, we've looked at several different things on Smiley Loop Road. Clinton and I, Clinton was off this week. So um, I told you I was going to try to have it ready for you today, but he's been gone, so I want to make sure I look at it with him on Monday when he gets back to make sure I give you a good call on Smaller Loop Road. So that's District 1. Uh, Mr. Mosley, you heard that, so if you yes, get sir. another call on it, you know what's going on. Are you getting call? Yeah, that, yeah. Okay, good. All right, uh, Tipham Station, uh, the transfer station Tipham 4, uh, the contracts are all back. Uh, Chairman, there's contracts in there I need to get you to sign if you have a chance. Um, we're gonna do the pre-construction conference next week and then uh, we're gonna actually replace the floor on the weekend of December 4th. That's the weekend after Thanksgiving. So uh, basically the transfer station will be shut down at some time on December 4th and it'll be closed all weekend while we chop blast the floor out and put the new floor in. So that'll be interesting if you wanna come by and look. It's, it's always an interesting operation if you wanna look at it. Will it be ready for them to uh, It'll be ready Monday morning. Monday morning? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Do I have impaired warders on here twice? <clears throat> I thought something sounded familiar. Um, because your daughter got married. Yes. <laughs> well, I actually did it a week early. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we talked about transfer station 54. Mm -hmm. uh, we looked at some drawings for uh, inner turn lane on 196 as part of the T-SPLOS. Um, and that should be E.G. Miles Parkway, not Mold Parkway. Um, we also looked at another place out at Limerick where there were some dead trees that were on the edge of a right-of-way, and it turns out they were off of our right-of-way. So we looked at that for uh, the road department. We did have some flood map uh, meetings with FEMA. Uh, there's another round of revisions because of uh, an error they have that's going to hit part of Alligator Creek and part of Peacock Canal. So probably in a year, we'll have another round of maps that will be updated. So what we ended up doing was giving them a lot of information uh, that we have. <coughs> Different people have uh, requested flood certs that are in the affected area. So we gathered all of that information and got to them. And uh, we actually also went through a lot of our road deeds that we did, what, 15, 16 years ago? And a lot of it we got on scanned in so that's not just sitting in the file anymore. It's scanned so we can be a little bit mobile if we need to. So I had some girls working on it. Didn't have a lot of money tied up in it, but we needed to get it where it was updated and a little bit more current. Yeah, on, on that um, canal you're talking about between Hines Road and 84. Now, the report that you just were talking about, of course, about the water sample, will that go to the state or will it go to the, who, who does it go to? So we have to sample it and review it on our end. Right. And at the end of the year, we turn it in with our annual report to the state. So it's not like we do uh, sampling and they have to review and approve whether we're sampling it. So self-regulate but report at the end of the year what you did. So as far as the, what is it called, a hydrology re report that tells how much water used to go down <coughs> two years ago, and now you know that it's going to be more than that with the added asphalt roads and driveways in the subdivisions, right? No, that's not what this is for. Well, what, when will that come into play? I mean, how do we know then, you know, wh whatever we do upstream is going to affect, number one, what's going under 84. You're absolutely and right. The, and, of course, the DOT will have to be aware, uh, unless they got off of that Parker's and went the wrong way, they don't know what's going on behind that building. So who keeps those folks informed? Of course, I mean, with it just coming out of the reservation two years ago, it would nearly come over 84. Right. So who, get, who gives them all of that information? <coughs> okay, so um, there are several issues in your, your statement that we take care of. Um, first, the impaired waters that I talk about. Uh, basically, we're looking at dissolved oxygen, um, metals, and uh, biological oxygen demand to see if there's any, you know, solid, not, I mean, sanitary waste. We're trying to look at quality. 
the samples we're doing have nothing to do with quantity, it's all about quality. Um, and that's what the MPDES program is about, is more about quality, not quantity. Now, when it comes to quantity, um, we have in our ordinance, um, and all the municipalities have in their ordinances, uh, requirements for stormwater retention. <coughs> so that uh, as you do a development, uh, you are not allowed to increase the stormwater over what the pre-development rate was. Now, as we do those, the developer has his engineer design the system and we do our hydraulic calculations, the hydrology reports you're talking about for each subdivision and we have it reviewed and approved. Now, in the unincorporated areas, if somebody comes to Liberty County wants to do something, I review those, look at those reports. For all the uh, municipalities, the LCPC's engineer looks at it, and she's very thorough about checking those. Um, so that is all done in-house before it ever gets to city council or to county commissioners for approval. So all that design is done before you approve the project. And two, for subdivisions, you have to have all that stuff installed prior to the approval of the subdivision. So it's a process that takes place in what we do to try to help that. Now, um, we have not had a master drainage plan done in 15 years. Well, we did one right there. Simonton did one for us in the early 2000s. Yeah, Paul Simonton did one for us in the early 2000s, and uh, that's the last one that we've had. So it's 20 um, years. Yeah, it's been at least 15 years. Um, and a lot, of, a lot has changed, <coughs> and I'll be honest with you, uh, we have copies of it, and when we're doing things for Liberty County, uh, we regularly pull it out, and especially in some of the smaller areas that haven't experienced a lot of growth, we're able to get some... Uh, flow rates out of it to make sure that we're designing things to the right size. So, you know, that is something we could consider looking at trying to do um, in the near future, but that's something we need to discuss, and that really needs to be developed really more at staff level before we bring any kind of proposal to you for a master drainage plan. But um, as far as state approval on our <coughs> quantity, um, unless it's for a particular road or something of that sort, there's no state regulator as far as quantity goes. That was a long explanation and I hope I answered your questions or all of them. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, you were talking about this and I saw it in the report and I figured it'd be a good time to ask you, I mean, I don't know who is the engineer in the project but somebody obviously will measure the retention pond and see that that's the size that needs to be. Now, yes, sir. I mean, everybody in this room might have not seen it, but I've seen it, uh, you know, a dozen times to where it's just before coming over the highway, and that was when it was, there was no asphalt back there. So I just want to make sure because we know what happens then, it, it, goes, to, it goes to a Holmestown road. That's right. And then, of course, goes on down. But I mean, if you're if you're monitoring it, hey, that's fine. Yes, sir. Another thing that we do um, 
for Liberty County and that LCPC does. Um, the engineer has to survey and certify that the uh, drainage structures were installed as designed that they operate <coughs> as designed. Okay. And, and there's a lot of, if not if ands or buts, but there's a lot of variables and ways to be able to handle it and meet the requirements. Let me ask this, oh, since we're talking about that, and, and I, I know that uh, LCPC, and they handle all the, the subdivisions in the, in the cities and all, all that's done, as Ed said, upstream. But, but let's say, um, is DOT, is the state involved? Because it does have to go under 84, let's say right there by the, by the bus barn on 84. Is DOT, um, even though we got the um, LCPC is doing their job, the, is DOT still um, involved at some way because it's got to go under that cover that, um, at 84? No. They're not? So, for instance, Tranquil South subdivision that uh, is behind Stacy store and it discharges into uh, the canal that crosses under 84. As part of the review process locally, um, we have to do the design to not increase the stormwater runoff um, mm -hmm. over the pre-development rate. In that particular subdivision, we also um, did some uh, floodplain <coughs> management where we didn't fill any, so what we ended up doing is uh, creating some overbank areas so that when uh, the Peacock Canal backed up, that it has somewhere to go. So we excavated some pretty large areas and that's done um, as we go along and as it's done in, this, in the field, or as it's done, or as it's constructed. Now we did um, end up having to get, uh, the engineering firm did the flood map, Dewberry and Davis, they helped with that, and also FEMA does, re FEMA reviews it and approves what we're doing in that area. But as far as DOT saying, hey, you've got a development upstream, you're impacting my box over down here, mm -hmm. there's no requirement or mechanism to make that happen. Hmm. Okay. And I, I had another question. Trent, on the, uh, you finished with the edit? Yeah, I mean, I just want to make sure that it's dry right now, mm -hmm. and that's why I, I don't want to talk about it when it's wet because it's too late. It's dry. So that's why I just You're exactly right. Well, and, and I, I guess in, in, in layman's turn, I'm not putting words in, um, in, in Ed's mouth. I don't, I don't think he would let me do that anyhow. <laughs> it, it, I, what I gathered from what he said, when there was nothing back there, it almost topped 80, 84. Now there's a lot back there. Yeah. And you were saying that the, the engineering and the LCPC and everything, they are 100 and however many percent sure that it ain't gonna be more because of the subdivision regulations is more than sufficient to keep everything mm -hmm. at bay on site and there is no addition. So if it gets close to toppling 84, like it did when there was nothing there, it's not because of the subdivision that was built is because that's, that's right. just the way it is. That's right. We've done our due diligence. No, no, no change. That's right. If, if it's come close to toppling like it did 10 years ago, and if it does that again, it's no impact on the subdivision. Right. It has no impact on it. Okay. Doesn't have any impact on the subdivision. No we, we've done our, we, you know, we've tried to do our due diligence so that we're not affecting downstream. 
That's one reason we're submitting to FEMA so you get a no-ride certificate so that you're not okay. causing that, uh, the flood elevations downstream to rise. And, and, I, and I guess, Trent, um, and, and I, I think I was supposed to be at this meeting, but, but I was out of town. At the E.G. The, the e. Miles Parkway uh, that you were um, looking at as part of the T-Splash, um, that's the Arlington Park area? Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, it, it's from a um, little sketch we did goes from Hardee's back to the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm just showing what a left turn lane would look like in that area. And, uh, and it was just a concept. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's a concept that, that, that you could do, or I guess any of us could do. I mean, you're the engineer, but uh, the DOT is the state highway. I mean, they, they would, for that to happen, they Sometimes would. Sometimes giving them the little concept sparks interest to spark the project. Yeah, they don't really do anymore. They quit several years ago doing engineering except for their projects only mm -hmm. that were 100% funded. Even on a state highway? Yeah, even on, even on um, Airport Road when we did that widening out there, we had to engage engineering firm to do the concept. Mm -hmm. Present that to them in the beginning of that project many years before and then get their buy-in to mm -hmm. be able to fund the construction costs. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't make it that day. Was, was Al out there? Was Al Williams out there? Or maybe it was Are another. Like this week? No, 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 this has been a couple of weeks ago. It, it was another meeting, but but I couldn't make yeah, there it. There was a meeting there at Arlington Park. At yeah, the yeah. And, and I was uh, about that intersection. But uh, you, you just said a, a conceptual drawing. Um, right. I met with, because that's, that's part of my uh, commission district, Arlington Park. Right. And um, the guy that, that, that's been complaining since, um, I guess since he moved in there. Uh, this is on TV. Huh? <laughs> but he hasn't been complaining since he moved in there. But, 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 but anyhow, um, I gave a conceptual drawing that, that I think works pretty good, so I'll, I'll share that with you. Oh, please do. Yeah, please do. You put a dog leg <laughs> left in there, and you go straight across to Surrey Road, and uh, you can put the light right in there, and you have to stop back. But I, I'll, I'll show it to you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see that. Okay. All right. It's funny you mentioned that, Jeff, and I've been talking, you know, the, uh, when, we, when will the rezoning um, be done. Long story short, the nursing home in Midway is going to yeah. build like I call it a satellite campus, right on the Ashmore property right there. So it's going to be even more Tuesday. Yeah, even more traffic. Is that the car free streets and all? That's on the Molly Ashmore property. Yeah, I think what ten or twelve acres. I forget. Ten acres. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are they? Okay. 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 Thank you, Jeff. Very timely, then. Mr. Chair, we just need, if it's okay, and I know Mr. Long covered the time extension on the project, it, we would need a motion and a second just to extend that contract for those rain days or 40 days is what he's recommending. On the... Uh, well, that's um, on 3rd Street. 3rd Street. Yeah, I did fly right by there. Thank you. Somebody will stand in for Pat. <clears throat> I'll, I'm sitting in the seat. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> So moved, Mr. Chairman. A second? Second. Motion and a second. We uh, allow the extension. Uh, any further discussion? That's up to 40 days. If yes, sir. We'll get the quicker the better. Yes, sir. Okay, all in favor? Raise your right hand. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And, and Trent, also uh, with, with that, the concept, I know Commissioner Gillard got it, but uh, my district do run right there. 
And actually, I live right behind Arlington, so if you give me a, a breast of that as well, I'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. LCPC, Mr. Gandhi. But Commissioner Gilly, I know you, you got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> How are y'all doing tonight? How are you, sir? All right, so I brought the comprehensive plan back for you finally. Uh, it seems like it's been a while, but uh, that has gone to the state, and DCA has looked over and approved our uh, work program update. So this stuff right here is all exactly the same as what you've seen before. All that's happened is it's been sent to the state and approved it, so nothing new really to see on this part. Uh, the only thing I do want to draw your attention to is these pages right here that look like this, the broadband uh, addendum here. Broadband? You got broadband coming? Uh, we're about it? to. Looks like it. Excuse me? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're uh, there's actually been a mandate from the state, and this is from back from 2018. Uh, they passed a legislative act uh, that each community is going to have to produce, uh, probably in the next five years or so, a, I'm going to take this off, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, in the next uh, uh, five years or so, produce a, uh, a countywide plan here to extend broadband, and, and broadband is just high-speed internet and 5G towers, basically. So uh, this is just, this first page here is a list of um, standards that the state would like to see communities adopt. This is not any sort of a mandate at the top here, but uh, there's some, you know, some pretty interesting things up here they're recommending, but uh, none of those are being mandated or acted upon today. Uh, these are just things that they're likely going to want to see in the next five or ten years uh, moving towards this from the communities. Uh, the only thing that we're doing here today is that we are acknowledging that we are aware of this legislative act and that we are going to, in the next five years, for our next comprehensive plan update, create a multi-pronged plan with the rest of these cities in the county. So uh, just for just a quick note on this, uh, we're actually doing fairly well. Considering uh, in Liberty County, uh, the statewide, about 16% of Georgia doesn't have access to high-speed internet, and in Liberty County, it's only about 8% that doesn't have access. So we're doing a good bit better than the state average. So, But we will still need to be showing the, uh, the state that we're making steps to, uh, one, expedite the process for expanding mm -hmm. cable networks and expanding 5G towers. And we will be uh, doing that. We've got a, an update to our... Uh, cell tower ordinance coming up too, so uh, we will, uh, LCPC will be working on that. But uh, yeah, if y'all have any questions about this. Um, Joey, um, <coughs> Liberty County doesn't qualify for any of the special attention that they're doing for the quote unquote rural communities. We're not one of those that like in Southwest Georgia where the governor has this special emphasis on helping out the rural I'm not aware. We, we, we will certainly can check into it. Yeah. First thing that came to my mind is a, is a tower project that we've put in for on the federal level to um, that would that would help with broadband availability. Mm -hmm. Could by allowing some of those folks to tag on to our tower, mm -hmm. possibly to offer those towards the east end, which is kind of where it's lacking some mm -hmm. on the eastern end of the county. Yes, sir. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Look into it. You need us to approve this, sir? Uh, yes, sir. I need a resolution from you. I believe uh, you have it right in front of you there. Uh, this is just a resolution to adopt the 2020 update to the comprehensive plan. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve the resolution. Is there a second to that? So you have to second. Mr. Chairman. Second, Jim. I'm sorry. That was <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if you, if you did. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Gibbons, I think we need to read the resolution. Uh, Can we? I sure can. Uh, to adopt the 2020 update of the Liberty County 2045 long-term joint comprehensive plan, whereas Liberty County is subject to the State of Georgia Planning Act of 1989, which calls for a certified comprehensive plan in order to obtain and maintain the status of qualified local government. And whereas Liberty County is a member of the Coastal Regional Commission, an agency created to provide regional planning and intergovernmental coordination among certain county and city governments in the coastal area of Georgia. MRAD's Liberty County Joint Conference of Plan was prepared according to the standards and procedures for local conference of planning established by the Georgia Planning Act of 1989 and was found compliant in meeting minimum standards by the Georgia Department of Community Affairs. And now for be it resolved that the Liberty County Board of Commissioners adopts the Liberty County Joint Conference of Plan 2020 update. Be it further resolved that the resolution herein authorizes adoption as prescribed effective this 22nd day of October 2020. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Commissioner Gilt. Okay, home got to hear the resolution. All right. We had a motion and we had a second. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. Thank you. Should I grab that signed copy? <clears throat> And uh, with that, we, I just want to let you all know that every uh, jurisdiction here has adopted the plan, so we are all set in Liberty County. All right. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Thank you, sir. You too. IT, Mr. Stanley. Good evening, everybody. Um, give me just a second here. Uh, Mr. Chairman, if it's okay, I'm going to stay back here so I can kind of... As long as I know where you are. I was looking for you. I was looking for you. Your voice. Um, everything, everything I'm going to talk about is going to be up on the screen here. The commission approved um, refreshing the county website and going with the company Civics Plus. And uh, the design committee has met several times with Civics Plus, and um, we're here tonight to show you what our new website is starting to look like. Uh, just to refresh you, this is the current Liberty County website, which is a red, white, and blue color scheme. Uh, highlights the history of Liberty County. Um, you know, buildings and, and, and with the, the Minuteman logo here. Our new website, we wanted it to be more focused on the, the current Liberty County, um, our, our natural beauty, uh, the citizens of Liberty County, and we wanted a new fresh color scheme. Uh, so Civics Plus has been meeting with us, as I said, and this is what we came up with. Now, keep in mind where it says Liberty County, um, that's where our logo is gonna go. And I'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, but the website is a green and blue and tan color scheme. Uh, the center of it here shows it will be a rotating picture. The pictures that you're gonna see are just placeholders, uh, but the picture will be a high resolution, very big picture that'll automatically rotate as, as um, people are visiting the website. Oops, sorry. <coughs> um, the new website has what's called mega menus. So right now to get to a department or to anything that you wanna do on the website, you have to click through several layers of menus to find what you're looking for. Uh, the new mega menus will have everything on one within one tab. So if you're looking for a department where it says departments, it'll list out every department that's on the website. Um, it, the menu will continue to grow as you need it to, so you can just, it's really two clicks away to find what you need. Uh, the search box over here is a, I think it's called adaptive search box, uh, but as you type, it starts suggesting, um, suggest, it starts making suggestions of what it thinks you're looking for. 
um, by just typing a few letters. So again, it's easier for the citizens to find what they're looking for. And all these menus will do the same thing. Again, big picture with a logo in the center and possibly uh, something up here in the corner. The most access parts of the website are agenda minutes, legal notices, uh, online services, maps, and employment are the, the big buttons here down at the bottom that are reactive when you move over them. <coughs> then as you move down, uh, website changes to kind of a more blue color scheme. Uh, this section is gonna be where we highlight events going on in the community, um, stuff with pictures. Um, so anything going on, any kind of news that, that we wanna highlight on the website with pictures and, and, and articles and stuff like that will be here in the middle. Scrolling on down is the latest news section, which will be our governmental stuff, um, RFP announcements, um, you know, things like that, uh, agendas, minutes, when we post all that kind of stuff. Over to the right is our county events calendar. And also, sorry, I got very little desk space back here. <laughs> Uh, county min uh, meetings, uh, and this will be for the Board of Commissioners, Board of Assessors, Board of Elections, anybody that has meetings uh, will show up on this calendar here. And if there is a meeting, the, the actual date will be highlighted, I believe, with a green color, and you can click on it and see what, what meetings are happening on that day. And then down at the bottom, you got our you know, basic website stuff, contact information, social media links, our e-verify e information. And just to show you kind of what of a a department page, and please keep in mind this is all just placeholders. Um, this is what a basic department page will look like. And it's real slow because this is in development. Uh, but the departments will basically be able to control everything in the center of the screen. Uh, they can add their own photos, their own videos, uh, calendars if they wish to have calendars for their departments. Uh, all that kind of stuff is configurable in the center. And then over to the right uh, will be basically what we have on our current web page, which is the uh, department head, how to email them, their physical address, mailing address, phone numbers, and hours of operation. Uh, the entire site is ADA, I think it's ADA compliant for the visually impaired. That's right, okay. It's uh, compliant for the visually impaired, so anybody that um, has visual impairments will be able to basically hover over any element of the website, and if they have like a, um, a text reader, it'll read it to them. Uh, all the pictures will be compliant with that also. That's what we've come up with. And any comments, questions? Can I tag a second? Yes, Is, um, so, so the goal was to, to, I say, to get away with a standardized look. One, one thing that the pictures are just placeholders, we're going to be doing some um, very definitive, crisp pictures as we looked at all the websites that we look at models of. Uh, that was what stood out. We want a crisp, clean look. We want a business look. We selected the hot buttons at the bottom based on the business use that we have seen the most of over the past four or five years. That is also changeable. I think the good thing about this website, it, it is easily adaptable by us. The other did not offer the flexibility we needed. The other thing we're working hard on is we've got a staff personnel that's going to be along with Clint, but basically uh, Patty Bratcher, that is going to be monitoring the website for us. And so she's going to look to make sure that departments keep things up to date, that they've got the latest news post out there, that information that comes out of these meetings and things that need to be posted out of those sites are there. So that's part of her new duty also um, to do that. Um, so, so again, a lot of it's adaptable, a lot of it's changeable, 
Um, and the other thing we, we, we kind of looked at was, okay, what logo is it? And, and I know I want to bring this up. We talked about uh, a logo going in the middle of the page. One of the things I said, well, you know, what is that? Why have we got to have that shaded portion and all that? Well, that's part of the ADA so that you, they can see the contrast difference in that texture or in that picture when they look. So, again, that is one thing we were not compliant with. We will be now. So I don't know whether, Clint, you want to show the – so so we kind of looked around. You know, the Minuteman kind of walked in, and, and I think what we are suggesting is maybe he walk out for just a little while uh, as we try to not get not get non-patriotic, still realize the theme and the historical things that are, are present. But in some of these websites we saw, we saw a much cleaner look of an image. Uh, again, not that this can't be changed, but at least something to go forward with that was easily reproductible because we're asked a lot of times to reproduce that image for different things, whether it be shirts or whether it be uh, banners or something like that. And so this is, this is one thing that, that, that we're kind of suggesting is that we use a model of a live oak uh, that's here. I mean, you won't see it redundantly and redundantly and redundantly in the website or anything, but just as a simple, simple logo uh, to, to go along with Liberty County. So um, it is still in development. We basically got it off of a, a totally black oak tree, and now we're trying to work with the coloring on it, again, to meet ADA requirements and some of those things to make it make it pop out a little bit. So, it, again, it won't ride as a heavy image, but it, it, it'll be something on the side, so to speak. So, so, so we're, we're uh, replacing the Minuteman with the, yeah. The Minuteman would be replacing. The Minuteman's been hard to duplicate. It's been hard to, to put on, anytime you needed a county image of something, it, it, it's tough. The feet, as Clint said, the feet kind of go away. It, it's, it's hard to do. And so, you know, if not this, it needs to be something. And keep in mind we can change it. Okay, so this isn't any kind of new logo reveal or any kind. We didn't go through that with the Minuteman. The Minuteman was a placeholder uh, that represented a portion of Liberty County. So, I mean, this is really all we're talking about this being, too. If, the, if we wanted to go through an image reveal and do some of those things like businesses do, we could certainly do that. We're just trying to pop up at least a, a clean placeholder in here right now as we work towards the end of the year trying to get this developed. But what, let's say that we, we decide on the on the live oak, would that be the, the decal on our uh, public works uh, vehicles as well? It could be as we change, yes, sir. I mean, it's the Minuteman now, right? Yes, sir. Well, on some. On some. And on some is the clock, isn't it? And on some is the seal, is the clock. It, yeah, it's, I mean, so, you know, if, if we, again, if we want to go to an official logo, mm -hmm. then and I don't know that that's what this is meant to be the official logo. This is a website capture that replaces that a website. Okay. theme. Yeah. Okay. Is but really what it is. Yeah, I mean, but the, the, the logo could be the logo. Well, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Right. Is, is this the, the only option that, that is on the table right now? Well, it, it's just, we, we were. I mean, I understand what you were saying, like, like a placeholder. And, we and, and to be honest with you, we knew we needed to replace the Minuteman. Right. Um, the options, as we looked around, what other communities had done was simple, something pretty simple. But it is not the only thing we are in a time time lapse on in the next few weeks is to at least for right now get a placeholder for the website. Right. And then if we wanted to do an official logo, mm -hmm. then go through that. Uh, have plenty of time to look and right. pop a change in. I understand. Yes, sir. Right. I was just trying to get clarification on that. I mean. 
but whatever you want to do going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, sir. We were just trying to get the level one Right, and and I, I guess with me, when, whenever I visualize, uh, yeah, that one. you know, dealing with logos and everything, I I believe in simple simplicity. Mm -hmm. uh, if if you look at really, if if even if you look at it from the marketing standpoint, there are certain logos that you you don't even have to read what company it is. Like, for example, McDonald's. You know, you see the arches, you don't have to read that it's McDonald's. You know that that logo connects you with McDonald's. Same way with Chick-fil-A and everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my humble opinion, uh, and I could just speak for me, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really feeling that one right there because it's, it's just, and, and I understand, like you said, it's, it's, it's a placeholder right now, but I, I think that we really need to focus on on the identity of Liberty County, of course, representing the past, but also we, we need to acknowledge the present and focus on the future. Huh, I think that was my campaign slogan, but <laughs> but <laughs> with all jokes, you're right, I just, you know, and. And even with my businesses, all my logos are simple, straight cut, clean. And, and that's what I'm saying. I understand when, whenever you're dealing with, with logos, and especially whenever you're trying to replicate them and, and mass produce them, it, it has to be. But even with that one, I, I don't know how, how easy that one be, would be able to duplicate dealing with the logo because of, of the grass and I, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I'm right because yeah, I'm, I'm saying I know with, with with you know even with my businesses that I have that, and even with dealing with the shirts that I make, that is yeah, not an easy one to. Just, just a suggestion. <laughs> I think maybe that feel is is universal. Is that uh, what we'll do? Because we, we need to go ahead and wrap up the website. Right. So, so as we identify Liberty County, we may just use that for right now in the corner. Uh, and then, and then, if if I'm hearing what we want to do, then we'll we, we need we'll go through the process. I think we should of doing a, of doing an, a, like an official county logo, right? That we really ought to trademark or mark. Absolutely, so nobody can copyright it, and, and, and nobody else can take it. Uh, it will need to have liber something about Liberty County and Georgia, because there's obviously other Liberty counties mm -hmm. um, around the, around the nation. So, so that'll be great. Absolutely, I, I think we'd love. Yeah, to I, I, I I think if we. Use that as a placeholder, and then I mean, Absolutely. again, I mean, we we could put it out to the community, to to you know, make it a a contest, sure. you know, uh, and then also that that could bring on the community to to get involved with with the branding, sure. you know. Absolutely. But I, I do understand like mm -hmm. the history, but I mean, I, I I totally agree as well that we we need to focus on the present and the future as well. So, so we'll just go through. Uh, if we'll just do, we'll just hold it temporarily, and then the first part of the year we'll start on the branding. Sounds good. Go through that, that, that branding process. All right. I'm I'm, I'm just happy Sir, that, that we upgraded from the old website that still had the, the <laughs> ticker yeah. at the bottom. And, and, and just and make, and the really tree, honest, make the tree make the tree green. Yeah, really, really, with you, really to be honest, <laughs> with you, and yeah, with it a couple of days, is that is that I don't think any of us are real crazy about this, and I think we welcome a branding exercise. Um, it, it doesn't do it justice to see it on a plain piece of paper sitting there yeah. and not loaded into a website I, you know, somewhere. Right, it, right, it right. It looks like it's just overbearing right there, and it's really uh, right. It really doesn't show real good. 
Well, to me, it looks like it does. To me, looking at it, it looks like it captures maybe the coast in the background, uh, you know, mm -hmm. with, with the um, uh, seagrass or whatever that's growing behind there. It kind of looks like the coast in the back, uh, you know, a big oak tree. In the water. Yeah, overlooking the, the coastline the down there. Great the imagination, y'all. Uh, and the water. Shrimp boat in the background. Yeah, get the shrimp boat back there. We'll we'll, we'll make it up right now. Oh, I, I see all that. <laughs> I, 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 I see I see the crabs in the back. I, I, I see it all. You yeah, know, but the less detail, the better. Yeah. On that image, as as, as Commissioner Frazier was mentioning, uh, for duplication and for uses on whatever you're gonna put on the cars. And stuff mm -hmm. like that. I'm just we'll, saying. We'll that. Right, marketing 101. When but you're you, dealing you with know, logos, you make yeah. them as simple yeah. as possible, so it's more recognizable. It does seem to have a crown on the top, though. See, I mean, that's. that's <laughs> it does. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice that. No, I. I, 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 birds on I see birds. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> and, and a bear and, and two beavers. It's <laughs> 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 really getting bad. I got to turn the lights down. Hey, hey, no, I. Yo, I had one question for Clint. Clint, when you were going through it, you said that um. Click on departments, and um, that departments can um, can update. Uh, update their their page. Now, yes, sir. Do, do, are we going to have some kind of policing over this? I, I mean, we, we got a a building and license department guy here who may want to um, mow his grass bareback. I don't know if we need to. <laughs> he, he, he didn't even hear me. I, I, so so I'm not, not going to say it again, but, but what I'm saying, though, is um, someone wants to put something on their page, Clinton, road department. Right. And, and he, he can, but it's need to be, we, we, somebody need to make sure that, um, you know, this is going, you know, yeah, so this is okay. That's right. So, so there's a couple of things happening. Oh, you missed it, man. I, I <laughs> yeah, gave there, you a there, shout out, but, but <laughs> no, never you mind. Didn't. There's a couple of things happening. Uh, first, along with this rollout of the website, we do have someone that is going to right. monitor that as part of their job. Uh, it, it is uh, they they will not only monitor what goes on there, but to make sure pages are updated, make sure they're accurate, and they're also already responding to Facebook and some of those type things mm -hmm. that people want to know about. Uh, the other part of that is the social media policy uh, that we're in, in the process. We've drawn down one. We're taking a look at it now uh, that will be implemented. So that will be handed out to all the departments and say, all right, here, here are the things that we will do and we won't do. Here, here is that. And then there's another level of check there, too, that we could implement where they could submit that, but they it had to go through. I don't say a review. That sounds tedious. But uh, just just to make sure it's okay. Yes, yeah. there is going to be monitoring. Well, yeah, uh, and, and that's that's good. I mean, you, you can have the policies. You can, you can have the policies, yeah, and, and, and someone violate the policies. There's actions against them. But if they violate it and it's live, <clears throat> you know, it, it's tomorrow when we discipline that person. But right now, it, it's live if someone violated it. So that's why I said, are there going to be checks? To say, mm -hmm. well, here's what our department want to put on there, and someone's got to say. Yeah or nay. I mean, you, you just if you let them do it in the comforts of their department, and then it goes live, it's it, it's, it's there. Yeah, I mean, I think we could set something like that up. Uh, again, we're blending it with another job mm -hmm. that they have also. All those I'll tell you that this is a primary. Mm -hmm. Will be the, one of the primary <coughs> for them to do it. They weren't hired to do that, but but they will. Okay. Yes, sir. I, th I think we can. Can we feel good that nothing will ever happen? 
we're going to do the best we can. I, th I think we'll do pretty well. Okay. Mr. Chair, just one, one more uh, question, Joey. So I, I remember uh, the replacement of the, the old website because of uh, the conference. I think you and I went to, and, and ACCCG had an a internship program. And, and you remember we won the money to be able to, to do that. But even with the old website, uh, didn't the departments have access to, to updating? Well, they did. But uh, Right. Huge difference with this website right. is the simplicity of right. those changes versus right. the old one. It, it's very complicated. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, technology. Every every two weeks is. I mean, my, my Apple phone is messing up now because the new one's coming out. So, I mean, that, that's that's how they do it. <laughs> Everything's moving slow over here. All right. Well, we're on a pretty fast track. Obviously, uh, the desire is to have the website operational. Uh, you know, before the end of the year in December, as a matter of fact. So, uh, again, understanding and, and placeholder. Totally agree. Uh, placeholder for placeholder. now. Right. Uh, we'll go through a branding with, with possibly contests, whatever. We'll have some more discussion about that. And in March with an official logo. Sounds good. That'd be great. Any other questions? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Liberty County Addressing Manual. There is one other thing. Uh, give, me, give me 30 seconds. Yeah. As part of that website and a tight deadline, uh, we, we need to take some pictures of the commissioners uh, as a group and individually. And I wanted to see if you wanted to try to do that at the next meeting, uh, the next regular meeting in a couple of weeks. We could get you to get into your attire and, and, and come, and we'll try to have those done. I'm always in my attire. <laughs> I started to say this but I mean I mean actually just, we took just pictures, remind us. and I, I don't think none of us changed just from, remind us from the last well, but, but again that was a joke that well a joke. that's election day too the next meeting quality of pictures right gonna be important here and so I want to get somebody professional to do those with a good digital look you don't have a photographer on staff do you <laughs> I do <laughs> I mean, I do, man. What, what, whatever y'all need with technology, I got it. Website developer. Uh, okay. Yeah, All right. Chief. One call, that's all, baby. <laughs> uh, good evening, commissioners. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. My name is Hunter Key. I'm the department uh, director of information services for the Coastal Regional Commission. And this is kind of a uh, presentation to talk about a project that we're wrapping up after about a year and a half and to introduce the next steps. So as you all may know, next generation 911 technology kind of were brought around the CAD 911 system about a year and a half ago. And that's dependent on GIS data um, for that process. So it's new next gen technology is gonna handle text and video all the way to the 911 call center. And address point data and road center line data is a key component of that from the beginning of the call all the way to the end. So as we came involved about a year and a half ago, it was to help develop that data. And so there was really five things that we did at that time. It was one, we developed that address point data for every house and business and structure in Liberty County so that we could make it live in the 9-1 system. Uh, two was to make the road center line with uh, each line represented a right left range uh, as a redundant way to locate addresses and that has been completed. 
And then the other three items were an addressing manual that consolidated the rules and reference systems for the counties and the cities into one manual and follows that up with a um, ordinance that points to the manual. And then the final step of those is a team, uh, a addressing council and a technical committee that can resolve issues and fix problems as they arise and follow the reference system. So the manual is completed and uh, the ordinances have been drafted um, and I'm here to kind of introduce those as we put them out for review and then there'll be a follow-up to get those uh, voted on after there's been some uh, viewing of them. The tail end of that, the addressing council and the technical committee, I've been visiting with all the cities in Liberty County with the same kind of discussion uh, so that we can get 100% involvement. We have done this in another county where um, we didn't get 100% and it's still a, a challenge um, at this point. So that final piece, the addressing council, um, is either delegated by these cities, sometimes that's LCPC, and the technical group is those workers um, and addressing and GIS folks who have been already using that reference system um, to accomplish that process. And so uh, with that, uh, we're excited about it coming to this level. There's some other pieces to this project that were um, ahead in the state. We're a pilot. The Liberty County, Camden County, and McIntosh have all come together for this as a, a, a MAR, a master address repository that's it's been built along with this. And the state's taking notice and helping us with some funding to continue that. So that's kind of an extra component. really. For today, it's those five things and to introduce them as they come in front of you here in the next month or two with the final manual ordinance and a uh, resolution on who to delegate for those addressing council and technical group uh, positions. So with that, I'll answer any questions, um, but uh, thank you for your time. I just got one quick question. Uh, you, you said the counties are McIntosh, Camden, Liberty. Liberty, and? At this stage, McIntosh, Camden, uh, and Liberty. Okay. And then we are in discussions with a couple other counties, um, and Long is what we're hoping to use uh, some state funds since it's a little lower population and lower funding and bring them in as well. Right, uh, so I, I, I guess I, I was thinking about the geographical map. Uh, why wouldn't Glenn be a part of it? I mean, they are. Okay. Uh, eventually, right. they are going to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Glenn, um, as a former employee of Glenn, I know that they uh, have been managing their addresses for about 15 years, mm -hmm. and they'll probably join when we can give them some added value. Um, <laughs> so it'll part, probably be a little bit of, in, to be honest with you, Liberty County as neighborhoods and subdivisions that go in and out of Liberty to Long. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a real need to make sure that Long- And we're and connected. Brian. On that side, right. Glenn County stops at the Altamaha and stops at the other, you know, river. Right, the so river, river, kind river. Of Landlocked. Landlocked in, in there. So they'll, they'll come on board when, probably when the, uh, the rest of the value is there. Mm -hmm. I like your answer. <laughs> in other words, y'all, we, we, we need to step it up. <laughs> As the pilot, uh, right. there is a, um, I've been on a number of calls where they're very anxious and excited about what is happening with this data set and also how you're handling anomalies. Every county has it, places in the county where 
there's two oak lanes. You know, when there's a dispatch, which oak lane do you go to? And how you're handling that with a manual, how you're putting the, the addressing council together to decide on how to resolve it, and how you have a database that says, here's the broken spots when you're getting ready to fix them. They're all lit up. Everybody knows where they are. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of working through them when, when you can and when there's sometimes political will on really difficult roads that are hard to address. Those are always going to be there and always going to be a real challenge. Right, like First and Second Street is the highs of, and Commissioner Gillard, Third Street is where? Is, isn't that the one? Midway. In Midway. And at Lake George. And Lake George. <laughs> Three of them. Right. So there's ways of, you know, one becomes F-I-R-S-T and one becomes one and mm -hmm. maybe someone's becomes Southwest and, you know, depending mm -hmm. on where they're in the county. There's a lot of things that the technical group is gaining knowledge and experience on can make solid recommendations. And when they do have those, they'll likely come back before you with a option A, B, and C. Okay. This is the most, you know, uh, best one, and this is kind of the least painful. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you all. Thank okay. you. Thank you. All right. Performance bonds, Habersham Plantation, phase two. Mrs. Eggman. Good evening. Good evening. I just want to make an observation real quick. When I sat down, I noticed Mr. Mosley's socks. And I thought, boy, those are some nice, fancy socks. <laughs> and then District 2 came in. Anyway, things you see when you're last. <laughs> um, I'm going to take my mask off be, so my glasses won't be fall. Be glad your cousin ain't here because he wouldn't have no socks on. <laughs> um, this Mr. Way uh, doing business, Charles Way doing business as CCW Development, he's doing phase two in Habersham Plantation, at college at Habersham, excuse me. And um, he's requested that his uh, performance bond be reduced because he has his pavement in place, his signage is in place. Um, I've inspected it, it's what it needs to be. Mr. Long's people have inspected it and they're satisfied. It's Tondi Way is the name of the road. Uh, he also want to emphasize the maintenance bond and the warranty bond are still fully in place. It has nothing to do with them, this is just a performance bond. Uh, he wants it to be reduced from $66,352.13 the 168180, uh, that is the bond remaining for the street grassing and a 15% contingency. And uh, I would recommend reducing that bond by that amount. Mm. Mr. Chairman. Where is it located yet? It's at Habersham on 196 East. East? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's, an old, it's an old subdivision that's mm -hmm. been ongoing for a long time. This is phase two. Me too, I think. Or a big flag at. Yeah, yep, that's right. One where the big flag is. I was just wondering, Mr. Zetman, Mr. Chairman, why does, you know, that's a substantial amount, and why can't he go ahead and get what he needs done and just wipe it all off? Well, he's got to do the grassing. Yeah. That is that really the only thing left, is the grassing? Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's he, still, he, there's ongoing work going on in ditches and putting in um, uh, culvert pipes and that kind of stuff, and so... If he grasses it, it'll just get destroyed right now. He's just going to wait and grass it. He would probably prefer to go ahead and let it and grass it. 
But I still don't understand that. Or I'm not following you or something here. He wants us to reduce the bond from 66 to 1600. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the only thing he has left to do is grass. Grass. So why don't he grass it tomorrow and you come back up next month and we just, he, he's finished. Well, it's not, or, it's not time for the grass. I mean, it's, there's still ongoing work with ditches and, and culvert pipes and all that. And if you go in there and grass it, it's just going to get destroyed. So we don't have a bond on culverts and sidewalks. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's what, that's what it, we're recommending that it, that it go ahead and be reduced because <laughs> Give me he, be, because he do he does have all those other improvements in place, uh -huh. and there's really no sense. The performance bond is only to get the material in place, and the maintenance bond stays in effect to make sure it works. So, so we've certified he's got the stuff in place for everything but the grassing. Okay. The other part of that is with the work going on too. It's not really grassing season, and we wouldn't want to come back and reduce the performance bond on the grassing until the stand of grass is fully established. So, okay. you know, he, he, all he'd be able to do right now is put down ryegrass temporarily, mm -hmm. even if the work wasn't going on, and we wouldn't want to release the performance mm -hmm. bond based on ryegrass. Okay, okay, I understand. Go quick. I understand. It, it oh. just won't be there, no. <laughs> it doesn't last very long. It won't, like, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> for some minute. Okay, you mean lots are we talking about? Huh? I mean lots are you talking about? We, um, I'm guessing about. It's 21, 25 lots, somewhere in there. Somewhere in that area. Are they all built out? No. No, he's got three houses built in there, uh, working on three houses, and I think I was in there today, and I think there's a fourth one being framed up in there. But um, hopefully they'll move. Hopefully they'll move. Everything else is moving. Yeah, I don't see yeah. why they won't. Right. Yeah, you're that's right. right. You're right. Well, all right, Chair Finley, the motion. Mr. Chairman, I'd make that motion that we approve. Second. Second. Motion and second, we approve the performance um, bond request. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, any further discussion? Mm -hmm. All in favor, raise your right hand. All right, sir. Thank you, Mr. Beckman. You still up, Thank Mr. You. Beckman? House Bill 381, <laughs> designated agent. Okay, this is um, House Bill 381, designated agent. I've got a feeling who that might be. <laughs> um, Good chance. <laughs> the um, this bill is to do with uh, mobile homes. It's not mm -hmm. to aid the county. It's mm -hmm. to aid the individuals. And I'll give you an example. Mr. Brown's got a lot, and he rents to me to put my trailer on. And I haul buddy and he ain't collecting his money, he has no way to get rid of that trailer legally. Uh, this bill enables him to do that. The agent, which will be somebody I know good, will go out to this, the burden will be on Mr. Brown to come to my office with the serial numbers, the make, the model of the trailer, the address, everything, the burden will be on him. He'll come, it'll be on him to prove that it's abandoned, not to me, but to the court ultimately. Then I'll go out there and I'll look at that mobile home and I'll determine whether it's derelict to be torn down or if it's uh, intact and can be livable. At that point, I send Mr. Brown a letter telling him what my findings are. He goes to Superior Court, mm -hmm. Magistrate Court, depending on which way it goes, and gets his relief on that mobile home. And there's a waiting period. It's uh, 90 days in the beginning 
and 90 days in the middle. So it's, it's a six month process. And, uh, but the burden's all on the property owner to do it other than the designated agent determining if it's livable or not livable. That's it in a nutshell. Law actually came in last year when we started to have our first cases of it. Now the uh, magistrate judge came and met last year with me about that to say we might start seeing some because the state set up that process they described. Uh, and there were also mobile homes that were just being left on properties, mm -hmm. uh, abandoned, mm -hmm. uh, pulled off to the side, most of them derelict, mm -hmm. left on vacant pieces of land. And they were under, under Georgia code, there was no way to dispose of them as a property owner. So this, this clears title, this allows the judge to do a ruling to do, to do the disposition. We need that. So if you've got a mobile home that's bought in Jessup and he brings it over and puts it on Mr. Mr. Brown's lot mm -hmm. and says, I'm gonna rent your lot for $500 a month or whatever. He still owes for the mobile home and that's right. he leaves when he pulls out Mr. Brown is short $1,000 because he felt sorry for him and didn't let him pay the first two months, and he don't even get to keep the mobile home? Oh, he, he can go to the superior court and get a lien on it. Mm -hmm. It's a lien on that mobile home. So when that mobile home goes away, he gets his money. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> and of course, sold. if there's a financial institution involved, it'll have first lien rights. Mm -hmm. Right. Most, most of the time what would happen is that bank would come, whoever he owes money to, not the property owner, not not who owns a part. Property owner would be out. So probably. Property owner would be out there <clears throat> less and less. There's some kind of filing he's allowed to do, but that wouldn't cover this at all. That that's not that. Yes, or it wouldn't be the same kind of situation. So what what does this bill do, uh, Paul, to uh, for mobile home salespeople? I mean, are they going to be saying, "Wait a minute, we're not going to be doing no financing because"? It, well, I don't think it'll affect that at all. Really? No. I don't think it affected at all. I think all this does is it gives the property owner uh, a way Some type of to get rid of that mobile home eventually and collect his money if that mobile home sold. Same way they would with a car then. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then if I declare it derelict, he goes to magistrate court and she issues an order that he can tear it down and get rid of it. Joey, is this a similar scenario to the one we dealt with where there was a sister left a mobile home on a sister's property in the Midway area? Remember that? That's the one I just sent could, Mr. Brown. Could, That's the one could I just be sent if she had Brown. title yeah. uh, to that property and somebody just left it. Yeah. And then it gives her a right to petition to have the have okay. it moved. Uh, okay. Yes, sir, it would. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. And but so that, what, what, that it won't come before us, is what I'm saying, no more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It'll always, that's what we want to do. We'll make sure it stays in somebody else's car. <laughs> 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 Who was going to be your agent? So, well, so, <laughs> right. so what it asked the commission to I'll, do. I didn't volunteer. Yeah, what it asked the commission to do is to name an agent for handling those matters if they come up in the recommendations, they be handled through inspections for the simple reason that he just described. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to make a motion. Hey, Y'all yeah. killed my joke. I, I would entertain Turn that over to the, uh, the building inspector. And let him designate who the designated agent. <laughs> <laughs> I have a second on that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have a sub agent. I can assure you. <laughs> are you designated? All in favor? All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Start tomorrow. Thank y'all. Indeed. Yeah. There is an excavator, Mr. Mosley. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Paul. Thank you, Paul.
All right, Mr. Good Chairman, job. members of the board, um, excavator went down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sent a RFP out and received five uh, a ben vendors from bids from five vendors. Uh, a committee consisting of uh, Mr. Wells, Mr. Beasley, and myself evaluated the five uh, vendors, and we are recommended it be awarded to Flint Equipment in the amount of two sixty eight fifty. That price does include the $10,000 trade-in for a 2001 John Deere 230LC excavator. And uh, Mr. Brown said the funds for it will be coming from the Splosh 6 capital expense for drainage. Well, with that, Mr. Chairman, um, that I can score to 95.33. 260. 260. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Chair, uh, I guess this question for the committee. Uh, the bid, I guess number five, they came in at the lowest and had wanted, well, other mm. than the third with the trading value, but they scored one of the lowest. Is that for? It's, it's a company that has, uh, they're migrating to Georgia, but they don't have any uh, foundation in Georgia. Foundation, yeah. What, where, where is Flint, Mr. Moore? The other thing is, you see that to the side of the commissioner? It's <laughs> oh, talking talk about the, huh? the, the brand? That's it. That's what I'm trying to do. It's kind of like we, we used to buy Ford and now we buy Dodges. Mm -hmm. or, or people buy Fords and we buy Chevy trucks. Uh, Mr. Chairman, where, where uh, Flint equipment, where, where is that, Ms. Moser? Do anyone know? They are in Savannah. They are in Savannah. We've had dealings Savannah. with them before. They got good service. They offer. We we we've, we've done business with them. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that um, receiving days, so they, they got one down there on the lot right now. Ready to go. Yes, sir. Evidently, that's a good thing. <laughs> we got to get that and get yeah. it to work. Well, that, that's that, that's that, that probably is what helped with that score. Yes, that's exactly. That score. Mm -hmm. We just go down there tomorrow and get it, and just dig our way back. We got a couple employees that need need All to right. be on. Guaranteed a motion. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion. We approve the bid for the excavator for Flint Equipment. The amount of $260,850. Did I hear a second, Commissioner second. Stevens? Okay. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Bids award to Flint Equipment. Afraid they were in Gum Branch when it went down. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Announcements, Mr. Brown? Uh, just real quickly, yes, sir. We received uh, an employee appeal that needs to get scheduled before the board. Um, I wanted to see if the board would entertain as so many days under policy it has to be done, would entertain possibly doing that before your November 3rd meeting about 4.30. If that's okay, I don't anticipate it'll take long. Um, if you'd entertain that. I need, to get, I need to get a notice back out to, to that employee. Okay. You want to? Y'all send us a heads up ahead of time. Yes, sir, we will. Yes. Okay. 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 We, we certainly will. Okay. You, uh, for that, Joy, I mean, you, you would need as many of us as possible. I mean, do do you? I mean, I really need a majority. 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 I need I need a quorum. A quorum. Okay. Okay. So we need at least four here at four thirty that day. Everything is good, but the twenty sixth for me. Can, can we do it before November third? The yeah. November third meeting. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Any day, yeah. but the twenty sixth. day. That's election day. Yes, sir. Is that okay? I'm sorry. Any day, but. 
Are you saying to do it on the 20th? On the, no, on can the we third. do it on November 3rd? We take some pictures, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> you remind me, we got a lot going on. Get you, and I don't want to. my best suit, man. I don't have to wear it again. <laughs> I don't want to have to pull you in here anymore than we have to. So. I yeah. understand. Good, good. I appreciate that. That's okay. Okay. You it's say right. November the third. November third. Next Just Give us the time. Okay. We won't know the results for two weeks. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, normally, yes, sir, I'm good. normally we have the uh, employee service awards in, in the November, December time frame, and, and committee's been meeting to try to discuss how and when to try to do that. It doesn't look doable. Uh, there's just no way to assemble that number of people in any kind of environment. Uh, and works going on at the Schumann Center during that time. Recommendation of committee is what we try to do for the retirees is bring them into the December commission meeting mm -hmm. and have a recognition as part of that meeting to those retirees uh, to, to be there. And that we postpone the service awards actually until spring to see if we can get those in an outdoor environment. Because the departments all like to do that, um, but that we need to really go ahead and recognize the retirees. Of course, we would invite them back also. Right, okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of a recommendation for that. Uh, you do hold in your hand a uh, retirement notice, actually, a, of a, of a walk-through CDC protocol event uh, for Miss Deborah Whitehurst, no. who is uh, who's retiring <laughs> at the end of the month. So that's going to be right here in this room on the 30th from 2 to 4. Uh, we'll be socially distanced. It'll be a walk-through. can't come in and sit down, but much just like Miss Evelyn uh, when Miss Evelyn left. So, uh, again, hope you'll try to, try to be here for that. I'll get Patty to send you a little something. You had a quick discussion over the T-Splice uh, about when it started. So we'll start to receive those revenues in November. And just kind of a heads up that, you know, the commission really needs to have some discussion then uh, about how they want to disperse those monies among themselves mm -hmm. uh, that's going to come. And so uh, didn't know whether we want to try to talk about maybe in the November mid-month. Mid-month. If that's okay. Mm -hmm. Try to put that on the mid-month, okay. And then I've mentioned the photos. And that's it, sir. Yeah, just one question, Joey. I think at the um, first meeting last month, we talked about um, doing some reconstruction up here. I mean, what, where, where are we with that? So there was, I think I might have mentioned then, if I didn't, I apologize. There's a 10-week lead time mm -hmm. for construction to start in there. And so we issued that purchase order right after that meeting. So it'll, it'll be another month or two. Mm -hmm. I would say first, part, first of the year okay. is probably a good time frame. <clears throat> I'm in touch with him regular. We do have to do some some other work that he doesn't do, but I, my expectation was the first of the year to have that fully completed with some sound requirements too. Okay. All right. That's all I have. Will I still be down here? Mm -hmm. I don't want you back up here. That's all good. <laughs> all right. Is that all for good order? You're going to take a motion to adjourn. So move, Mr. Chairman. Okay. All in favor. All right.